0: All right, everyone, we are live now with Jamie Shanks from Pipeline Signals. Jamie, how are you doing today?
1: Thank you so much for the invite. I'm great.
0: Awesome, Jamie. It's great to have you here. Uh, Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and tell us how you got into sales, a little bit of your journey and your background, please.
1: I never wanted to be a seller, but I ended up as a seller because I wanted to be a stockbroker. And I became a stockbroker and then I saw the market crash at 2000. I was working at a bank and it, I got disenfranchised with uh, with being a broker. I moved to Australia. Oh, a no, I worked at, uh, I live in Canada. So I lived in, I worked at Bank of Montreal, Nesbitt Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to Australia for a couple of years, did my master's degree. And when I came back, the only company that would hire me was in commercial real estate. And it was 100% commission. And it turned out I was really good at booking meetings with presidents of companies, CFOs, Talking about office leasing. And so I was there for a few years. Then I was part of a SaaS startup that we went from zero. I was employee number three. Went from zero to $3 million ARR. I was a superhero, you know, took us to profitability. And then I started my own consultancy. And I was very fortunate to have seen the future back then. And I saw the emergence of LinkedIn, to which I invented and pioneered a topic called social selling. And wow. scaled a company called Sales for Life to 600 global customers, uh, millions of dollars in revenue, and with that, we formulated an enablement as a service company called Pipeline Signals, and that's kind of the future of what we're doing today, which is um, ensuring that it's a subscription of endless uh, learning for specifically for account executives, quota carrying account executives uh, who are struggling with being able to identify how they're going to make their quota gap because they need to self-source their own opportunities. We have all kinds of training programs and sales intelligence to help them uh, get more at bats. So that's what we do today.
0: Wonderful. Now, you've definitely been around the block. You're a seasoned sales professional. How about you tell me a little bit about uh, through that journey. And now that you have Pipeline Signals, who would be the best fit customers for Pipeline Signals?
1: Yeah, so as mentioned, we are uh, at the molecular level, we are focused on that self-sourcing account executive. And what that really means is an account executive today thinks that they have a tailwind behind them, right? Marketing going to send me leads through their BDRs and SDRs. Maybe the channel's giving me deals, but the reality is most sellers, less than 50% of their total pipeline is coming from behind them as a tailwind. And Mm -hmm. they, the account executive, need to self-source or self-identify the other 50% at at the bare minimum. And so we're focused on them. So if you look at at a company level, you're now talking about companies that have account executives who are unfortunately been maybe away from the prospecting game for a while or have been struggling to open doors. And we Mm -hmm. need to reinvigorate the machine. So our customers are typically technology, telecom, professional services, IT services, companies that have a complex B2B sales uh, organization. They sell from five figures to eight and nine figure deals. And their AEs are just kind of struggling to open doors. And our our expertise is from cold to sales qualified lead, to opening doors and getting more at-bats.
0: Perfect. Building pipeline for the AEs, keeping them busy. Maybe if they've become a little bit rusty with their prospecting game, they're just a little bit too comfortable just arriving to the meetings, closing them, but not really booking more meetings in the pipeline. This is a great service. Uh, they definitely should consider pipeline signals. Excellent. Now, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about a specific uh, service offering, maybe a case study or a success story that you can share around. These uh, services that help AEs have better, fatter pipelines.
1: Yeah, there's two major components to the service offering. The first thing that happens is you must enable the sellers to reinvigorate the prospecting machine. They have to understand the why and the how. And every quarter, we release a new training certification upon the AEs. Above and beyond that, we also have uh, a technology called Signals. And what that does is actually identifies all of their customers that have been on the move. So think of all the job change that happen around the world in their customer base and as well, new executives that take new jobs in any prospect in the world. So we're delivering leads to those exec- account executives as we're training them. So it's a one plus one equals three. Now the expected results is that within six to 12 months, the average account executive will create 20% more pipeline coverage, which means more pipeline opportunity for themselves at scale and now across all of your account executives, 20% more in six to 12 months. Wow. And so from a case studies perspective, we have customers from Lionbridge to Snowflake and Snowflake's an incredible example because you? they're monitoring every, you know, um, if you I just saw, I hear some screaming, <laughs> if, yeah, they're monitoring Every um, data analyst, every uh, engineer, every, uh, you know, software or data architect around the world that moves from their customer base into prospects. And they're delivering these leads every two weeks to their sellers. And what they've discovered is that this beautiful thing called the window of change. A new executive takes a new job. And as they take a new job, kind of think of like a stopwatch starts. And that executive has about a hundred days to think through the people process technology that they want to bring into their new business Mm -hmm. and scale in the organization. And so snowflakes doing a fantastic job of getting there early, planting the seeds of inception saying, Hey, you just came from my customer base. What's your game plan. And they're getting on their rate on their prospects radar before they go get budget from their next quarterly budget meeting and start deploying against their key initiatives. And this window of change is an amazing opportunity, day 30 through day 100. Um, And that's what we're helping, helping the AEs understand when to prospect. And number two, giving them the leads to be able to do so.
0: Wonderful. Now, Jamie, I want to ask you something. Sometimes, and especially lately, I've seen uh, different tools that are providing some sort of visibility into either intent or trigger events. This seems, uh, these job changes seem like trigger events. I've seen some of those happening in, for instance, LinkedIn Sales Navigator. How is your service different? Is it uh, you're pulling that data, bringing it to the forefront? Or is it because you trained them on how to actually use that, not necessarily a different platform? Tell me, is this an element of both training and a piece of technology that they have to subscribe to, or just the training to use what they already have in place?
1: Little of column A, little of column B. So the technological differences is myself as an account executive, I have access to this intelligence in Sales Navigator. The problem is that I only see what's the tip of my nose. Mm-hmm. I build a lead list of thirty or fifty accounts, but what if you have two thousand existing customers? How do I know when somebody leaves one of those thousands of customers and goes into one of my accounts? I can't cross reference and correlate all that intelligence. Number Mm -hmm. two, our intelligence is delivered in any way that you want. You want it in a CSV file? Great, you can upload it in your CRM or we integrate into any CRM or sales engagement platform in the world. So from the account executives perspective, they don't have to do anything other than open Salesforce. Boom, it's already in there as a lead as a task whatever you want but the most important piece is sales intelligence is just data until the sellers understand what to do with it it becomes Mm -hmm. intelligence and so the enablement becomes critical because otherwise it's just another piece of data in your crm
0: yeah If if it's not actionable there's only so much it's just consuming space in in your instance excellent i like that now Um, Let's say that aside from the coaching, uh, there's also an element of, uh, let's say, lead generation, list building,
1: data augmentation maybe could be considered. Um, So there's some secondary benefits. Number one, it's building your total adjustable market for you. It's identifying all the champions, decision makers, influencers in every account that you wanted to monitor. Number two, it's counteracting the decay of your natural CRM. A CRM decays 3% a month. So give or take one third of your entire CRM changes jobs every year. And so what it's doing is it's counteracting that and backfilling who's been hired, who's been promoted, who's leaving
0: instead of
1: watching your asset decay. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's, that's the main thing that people listening to this should take away, which is once you either buy a lead list generated or have a database, every second every minute every day that passes by is becoming obsolete people no longer work there they were fired uh, mergers acquisitions that is all ivr changes etc so having a a service that keeps your leads fresh for your aes to call and be able to connect at a much higher success rate is definitely something that multiple companies as you mentioned uh in the sectors of tech telecom it managed service providers b2b in general should be looking for
1: and it's everywhere uh we have customers in as traditional as professional services, classic professional services, all the way to manufacturing, all the way to uh, industrial automation, it's companies with complex sales processes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect, complex B two B sales processes. Correct. Now, is there a situation which the a company can hire you only to enhance the lead list and not for the training for the AEs? Is there such situations, or they sure. usually go it's uh, the same in tandem?
1: cost. We're a monthly subscription, so it doesn't cost you any more or less. What we basically say is you can look at it either way. The sales intelligence is either free or the sales training, the unlimited because we enable unlimited users. The the training is then thus free if you were to take one of those two services. But it's the same price. You just get one plus one equals three. That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. Typically, you have to add on all those costs. Now, if we were to talk about, uh, let's say, some ramp up time for these success stories that you've been mentioning, what would be the time frame that someone should expect on average to be uh, or to have their team a little bit more prepped up, able to work with your leads and, and be able to connect and be converting, booking and converting a little
1: bit better? Yeah. So we go from zero to 30 days. You should have already been begun enablement. And you're already actioning signals in your first 30 days. By day 90, you've already been certified on one of our programs and you've already gone through three cycles, three months worth of signals. By, day, you're yeah. By month six to 12, your pipeline coverage in your CRM is definitely showing that you're booking more meetings at scale.
0: Perfect. So we could almost say there is an onboarding process that could be between 30 up to 90 days, but then the iteration process starts, which would give you to an even higher state of performance and results. Correct. Good. Wonderful. Now, what type of report can you provide for someone considering these services? What type of KPIs or, I don't know, results do you measure in the dashboard? Is there some sort of reporting for this?
1: Yes. So it actually is a combination of learning and outcomes. So from a learning perspective, we're measuring who's showing up to class, who's doing the coaching calls. We have private coaching hotlines, who's asking what questions. So you can learn about where the ch- where are the challenges internally. Uh, we also uh, every month we play all this. So every month our customers get this report that includes net promoter score around the learning and development. Now we go to the next layer. The next layer is um, opportunities created. Sorry, sorry. Uh, now it's kind of like leading and current indicators. So it's how many signals have been delivered? Who's actioning those signals? Because now your data, it's in your CRM. So you can track how many signals did we get against what accounts? Have the sellers actioned them? What stages are those opportunities? And then finally, pulling out from both the learning and the signals, what opportunities have been created? Pipeline coverage. It's all available to you because it's all your data and sales intelligence.
0: Wonderful. Now, this service, is this something that you price uh, per headcount, per individual that gets trained or AE that gets access? Or what is the pricing model without going into the details of the actual price for the service?
1: Completely unlimited. So it has no bearing and cost on the number of accounts you want us to monitor, nor the number of sellers you want to monitor. It's one fixed fee. We have a professionals plan and an enterprise plan and price only changes based on the commitment of the term. We have monthly, you can go month to month, quarterly, annually, or a two-year deal for both professional and enterprise.
0: Basically, it's a service where you enable better leads, better training for the team, and all you decide is how long you want to be committed to receiving that added value from pipeline signals.
1: Yeah, longer you commit, the cheaper it gets.
0: Wonderful. All right. So that brings me to my last question, Jamie. Very interesting conversation. Someone listening in, being interested in what Pipeline Signals has to offer, what would be three tips that you can give them to increase the chances of them achieving the results they expect faster as a result of working with Pipeline Signals?
1: Number one, sales leader buy-in. So imagine all the sales intelligence is learning is going to sit at the account executives' to action. Like everything, there's a left brain and a right brain. The left brain's collecting all this data and intelligence and learning, but the right brain has to turn these into stories and do something with it. Mm-hmm. And if The right brain doesn't do it. This will be for naught. So you need your regional vice presidents, your account uh, uh, area vice presidents to buy in and help the AEs become accountable to turning the learning into action. Uh, number two is Um, not being afraid to go big. So monitor new markets, new buying committees, new sets of accounts, and look at all these opportunities of customers on the move or new executives being uh, with job changes because you can unearth new markets, new geographies, new buying centers. And then number three, um, I would say... It's come back to number one, like it, this learning. You will book more because to become certified every quarter, there's an outcome based certification. So you actually have to create an opportunity every quarter to even get certified. Mm-hmm. So it's a force functioning of creating pipeline coverage. That's why I already know I'm going to create your pipeline if the sellers do it. And so it's, a, it's an accountability game that makes all of this successful.
0: That makes sense. Uh, I've seen many companies oftentimes invest in different technologies, resources, uh, training resources that if they don't get utilized, they become obsolete. And the whole point is either create an incentive program or maybe a penalty program. For your actual employees to consume that content, to be incentivized, motivated, uh, hopefully a couple of people are able to get some results, and then the word spreads out, and everyone is eager to consume that new bright content that is helping them achieve better quotas than they were able to do so before. Um, but definitely there needs to be some stake from the higher management in making sure that these initiatives get pushed, get act, act upon and translate into results. Jamie, anything else you would like to share with the audience?
1: No, that's. I would just say that um, if the frontline sales managers want to just check a box, there's nothing in the world that's going to make you more successful. But if you have frontline managers that will keep your sellers accountable, this is nearly guaranteed to help you book more meetings because it's a forced functioning learning process.
0: All right, wonderful. There you have it, team. Jamie Shanks from Pipeline Signals. You can find them in the CloudTOS Marketplace. Thank you for listening in and stay tuned for more.